Hey, folks, we're here at New Radio Media, Real Estate Realities, Dylan Tanaka, David Sobel, and Tim Perkins. And uh, we're excited to be here today. Got a little changing of the colors, and right. uh, there's really no stopping it, I guess, in Michigan. It's another rainy day here in Michigan. Beautiful Michigan. Yeah. Can you hear? Oh, Tim. <laughs> so Tim's our guest. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. You got it? I got All it. All right. Welcome, Tim Perkins. Tim Perkins is in the title business, uh, Dylan, and uh, we're going to talk about FISBOs today. But before we um, we get into that, I was just we were talking right before we came in about uh, Con Ed. Yeah, it's time. It's time for realtors and their Con Ed. Are you a licensed broker? Well, yeah, you are. You're a realtor. Correct. Okay, I made it. Yeah, so I've been a broker since like 2000. Mm-hmm. I never use it. I just, you know, I, I guess I I just have it, but I, n- I don't want to let it go. No, so. it, it's good to have it for the knowledge. And, I, I mean, most listeners know that you deal primarily with investors right. or, or a lot with investors. So myself as an investor, I always looked for an attorney, you know, even 20 years back who was a licensed broker, broker. also because I guess guys just told me they should be. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've never, you know, you, there's a should never get involved in a deal if you're doing the legal work. Sure. You should never be taking commissions, et cetera. Or if you're going to, you have to disclose, and I've just never dealt with that. So I just do – I like doing the legal work. I'll do my own stuff on, on the side. Right. But um, I took a – I'm taking the con ed right now. You have to have uh, 18 hours of continuing education mm-hmm. every three years, mm-hmm. and you break it up. Uh, usually most people break it up every uh, – once a year, you take six credits – Two of them being the um, legal, legal legal update, yeah. But uh, you know things get busy, so I have 18 hours to do, and I realized it uh, only this past Tuesday. I'm like, oh my god, I got to take 18 hours. So I want to get into the the program itself that you do online now. You push a button, and there's a slideshow and everything. And sure. You gotta, you well, Namir George and Kevin George over there at Michigan yeah. uh, Institute. Michigan Institute of Real Estate. Right. I mean, they're they have a great top program. Notch. Whether you, you folks listening, if you want to get your real estate license or do your con ed, um, Namir is is funny, super duper bright. I mean, yeah. he knows more maybe than anyone. I you know as far as the law goes and, and rules go for realtors. He had he six it. hours. Just so you know, you know, they, so there are different segments. One one segment, of course, is you know the law, right? Sure. He had six hours of real estate fraud cases. So I kind of sat back and just was, you know, reading a book while I'm listening to him go through every case in Michigan right now. Very. Yeah. It was great. And the scams that are going on, it's just incredible what people do. Uh, Well, that's probably one of the reasons why you want to stay informed and have your real estate license, right? So you can't keep on top of all those. That's the main reason why you need a title company. We we deal with a lot of investors. and. um, Uh, so many, you know, people who want to do a quick claim deed and buy a new house, you know, <laughs> at, at McDonald's, and, and I caution against it. Obviously, first of all, it's a quit claim deed. Number one, number two, unless you really know what you're doing, you should be buying on warranty deed and going through a title company, That's unless absolutely. you've done hundreds or thousands of transactions. And without um, professionals like Tim, I mean, you're you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. You know what a quit claim means, right? The word quit claim. Right. They're right. they're quitting their claim on the property right. and. and uh, basically giving it to someone else. That's right. Or themselves and someone else. They're forgoing any claim, but they're also not making any representations that they even had an interest in the property. But it's not a quick, just so right. you know, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, I'm sorry, but it's not called a quick claim. That's why we have the attorneys. It, it depends where you go because we hear a lot of quick claimers out there. I, uh, well, I'm a quick <laughs> Right. On their business card right. it says quick claimer. Quick claimer, right. 
Well, here's one of the things that people always want to transfer ownership. That's all they, they do. They think they can transfer ownership with a quickland deed. But the thing is, they're not really transferring full ownership. And then they want to save money. And so when I tell them, well, the best way to do it is with a warranty deed, and then that involves uh, providing title insurance. Right. Then they say, okay, well, how much is that going to cost? And then they say, well, maybe we really don't want to do that. Can we do a quick claim deed? And, you know, we recommend it. And then they get into a legal aspect, and I say, you know what? I'm not an attorney, but I think you should talk to an attorney to figure it out. For estate planning purposes, if they're sitting with Sobel or or one of his attorneys that does, uh, you know, estate planning, that's different. But it, but I think if it's from investor to to investor or even homeowner to homeowner, mm-hmm. it's crazy to uh, to just be f- flinging deeds off like I said at McDonald's. No, that's exactly. And they do that a lot. We uh, we right. ended up at the end of the like two years later, five years later, ten years later, we're looking at what they did, and it's like. You just uh, ended up providing us with a lot of paperwork. and It, it makes all three of us money, essentially, that we mm-hmm. don't necessarily want to make because there's a lot more title work, which you guys, you know, it, it, you have to churn it out. David's got to do quiet title, and then a guy like me comes in and buys cheaper because everything's screwed up. Absolutely. It's, um, it's actually a really good primer for you, for your program that you have. Uh, we were joking also that Dylan has a – uh, like a mentorship program for new real estate investors, and that would be one of the first topics that you should talk about. Absolutely. Is the quick land. What is that called? The um, wedgie, the wedgie program. Yeah, the, the wedgie, wedgie program. No, the, you know, there's so many coaching groups out there, and you can pay thirty to fifty thousand dollars to to learn how to flip houses. And uh, I don't charge any money. I I take uh, guys and gals who want to learn how to do real estate, and I show them, hey, find me some deals, and uh, you can get paid. And along the way, you'll learn some stuff. But we're not going to sit in a classroom and learn how to do quick claim deeds at McDonald's. It's not uh, not a good idea. Right? Absolutely not. So um, yeah, so I was just talking about the um, you know the Con Ed stuff. It's just kind of funny. Now realtors need Con Ed. Attorneys don't need it. Let me just add one thing. Uh-huh. Uh, during a the year, there's uh, title companies are always providing these Con Ed classes, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Number one, it's a good way to do it with a it's, – it's, they don't really charge for it. No. Um, there's a nominal fee. I think they have to charge a minimum of $1, um, but they end up usually providing lunch or something. Sure. But it also gives you the opportunity to uh, network with other uh, professionals Absolutely. in the industry. So, um, you know, next year – Take a look at that, Dave. It might be a little bit easier for well, you. Well, <laughs> at the end of the show, we'll have Tim. We'll, we'll give out all your info, and um, you know anybody who's listening, who's in the real estate business, they can get connected yeah. with you. And do absolutely. mortgage loan officers need it every year, though? MLOs. Um, I have my license at this time, my mortgage lenders uh, loan originators license, and uh, yes, we do have continuing education. Um, my yourself, I don't utilize the license that often. Uh, sometimes I give somebody, a family member or a close friend, ask for help in obtaining a mortgage. Um, this year I've done zero so far. So, really? Yeah. I, I've been busy with the title work, so it's you know, again it's just one of those things I haven't really. You, sh- you shared on. with us though, Tim. You were in in finance for just a couple years, right? Yeah, I've spent uh, probably about thirty years in the mortgage banking side. Um, so. Yeah, it's really given me a good basis for the title insurance side. Sure. And uh, really get to see uh, in the experience of all the past transactions I've been involved with, um, 
you know, one of the key things that I've, David and I have always talked about, because I've known David for 20 years, is when you do a real estate transaction, you have to know what's going to happen down the road mm-hmm. so that you can structure the, the transaction properly. So um, that's one of the keys. So having all that experience and seeing all those different types of transactions really has helped me in the title industry. Well, I think that provides wisdom for you as a professional where if uh, if whether I'm new or or you know, a veteran of the business, if I come and sit down and I want to find a new title person for whatever reason, or we meet in a situation like this, and you can explain to me, you know, what you've been through all these years. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, seeing what's coming is, yeah. is very important today. Yeah, exactly. It'll save you a lot of money ahead of time. So. I'm, I'm sorry. I kind of checked out. I apologize. <laughs> I know I shouldn't be doing oh. this. It's actually the rudest thing I've ever done on on video but i had a client uh text me with an emergency so i do apologize to everybody so um i can wait right but you got to be available for people right absolutely 24 24 7 i do apologize right yeah especially in real estate and title they got to close like (sighs) how many times do people call you can we close tomorrow yeah, I, I just had a guy, <laughs> actually, I don't know where Emil is, but uh, Emil was tell, referred somebody over, a real nice guy, and he's he's got to do a walkthrough on a new construction. And um, I think I shared this with you him. Did. He was a real yeah. nice guy. And I'm like, uh, so when's your walkthrough? He's like, in a half hour. Can you look at my documents before? <laughs> I'm like, what are you kidding? So that's kind of the same issue. You don't, so. you're, you're not a big Star Trek fan. You don't have a teleporter in your office, so you can just get to a, a new construction site and do a, do oh, a you know. Only to the restroom. Right. <laughs> Oh, Mine the is to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. I'm ready for lunch. I'm laughing like crazy because it's just normal in our world. Yeah, sure it is. You're used to it. Yeah, I know the title, you, yeah. yeah, on the title side, we're the uh, escrow and closing coordinator, so they talk to us right at the last moment. And, uh, yeah, we like to work those miracles. I think it's from lack of guidance a lot of times on their professional um, who's working with them. Or what we're going to talk more about today is the for sale by owners. Yeah. You know, folks just don't know. and. They, they watch a, a video on Zillow and they say, hey, I can do this on my own, which you certainly can. But you can also, yeah. like I like to say, s- step on a landmine and blow one of your legs off. Yeah, it's kind of a terrible analogy. Save a, but... save a few hundred dollars or you know several hundred to hire an attorney to, to overlook a for sale by owner. There's great, you know, realtors look for those transactions yeah. all the time, right? Absolutely. You know, yeah. try and get the deal. You. I you have a whole realtors. yeah. You have a whole Fisbo package for people. Not you're not a realtor no. selling them anything. What what what's that about? Like so basically, we provide a service uh, to kind of guide a for sale by owner transaction through the process when mm-hmm. it comes to the title aspect of it. Because the role that we play is we make sure that the property is ready to be transferred uh, in a free and clear status as far as no property liens. Uh, title uh, the uh, real estate taxes are paid up to date, and there's no liens on the property. So, because part of a purchase agreement, and not a lot of even realtors know this, but part of the purchase agreement states that the property is going to be free and clear on the day of closing. Right. So that's our job. That's why title companies get involved. It normally doesn't say free and clear. It says that you have marketable title. So the inference would be free and clear, but from the legal aspect, yeah. Right, because there could be exceptions on the property. Exactly. Right? I'm yeah. sorry. I don't no. to be a nip No, it's, it's really granular. I mean, I, I've never worried about that stuff. I've worked with a specific title company for mm-hmm. almost 20 years, and um, 
when I talk to somebody like Tim, they go, yeah, there's this exception because you're on the other side. And I'm like, what does that even mean? I don't have to worry because I always felt like I'm protected. But as you get deeper in the business, you learn more. I hang out with Sobel, you know, (laughs) he shows me, he shows me, he's like, here's here's what could happen. And I'm like, I've bought hundreds of properties. I've never worried about it I'm naturally, well, I'm, I'm, well, Tim's known me for many years as well. I'm very cautious. Risk averse. Uh, Most attorneys are. I mean, I'm not a deal, but the difference is I'm not a deal killer. And I, it, with all due respect to most attorneys um, who are, let's say, not real estate attorneys, uh, it's great to be risk adverse. It's great mm-hmm. to be cynical because um, we see so many things that happen. But the in real estate, we you still have to try and get that deal done. Sure. And usually Nobody fast. gets paid until you get to the table. Right. And one of my best friends in life says that and in business. And you say the same thing. And you know, again, nothing against attorneys, but I don't hear that as often because, to me, they're kind of like cops a lot of times. You yeah, know, I know a, a lot way. of police yeah. officers, and yeah. it's hard for them. You know, I know them that's well, fine. a couple of them, and it's hard for them to get out of that funk when they leave the job because they see stuff we don't have to see mm-hmm. because they do what we don't do. And mm-hmm. the same thing for an attorney a lot mm-hmm. of times. You guys right. clean I mean, up vomit, as you like to say. And <laughs> illegal I mean, vomit. Illegal vomit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just last uh, last week I had a, a large transaction. It was a million-dollar residential real estate transaction that was closing mm-hmm. and at the last minute the buyer brought in their attorney we had the deal transacted we had a closing date set and all of a sudden the buyer brings their attorney in and now we had a delay of in one week, week yeah. in the wow. closing let's bitch about the attorney shall we <laughs> no but it, it was just a, a circumstance yeah. validating the fact that yeah. they had to provide proof that they were involved and so they just end up de- delaying the whole transaction where it didn't have to get delayed that much. Um, if it would have been David, they would have looked at the transaction and there would have been no delay. Because well, I mean, you, you don't know, know. You understand. But but you have to, you know, there's. Some, I'll tell you the one area, especially now I know you're entitled and you also have a great lending background. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is something called a, an attorney's package. And a lot of lenders try not to get the attorney involved. So what they'll do is they just, oh, here, go on and close. You're closing sure. on Friday. Well, uh, I just did a deal around two weeks ago, and I kept saying to my client, I need that attorney package. An attorney package is basically all your mortgage documents right. and the sale documents. Mm-hmm. And the attorney should have usually two days prior to that closing to Absolutely. review. Absolutely. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so many people, who's the first person that says, oh, you don't need your attorney? Well, the minute you hear that. Is yeah, when you need exactly. your attorney. But the right. realtors do that. Real estate agents. I'm not saying realtors in general. There are agents yeah. that will say, oh, you don't need to. You don't need the attorney. Um, thing not is, until this, after. The only problem, with, in this circumstance, this transaction had been... Uh, vetted? It had been sitting and oh. processed for over 30 days. It was a cash deal. Oh, well, still. I mean... But so why it, not bring the attorney in? By the way, if, well, because cash is even harder, but at the same time, a cash deal doesn't require all the mortgage uh, documents to be reviewed. Exactly. So what? That's yeah. like an hour to two, maybe at the most two hours of work yeah. to review, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, a PA. So, yeah. But it's, it's definitely always very important to have. If, if you do have access to attorneys, have them review the paperwork. Sure, at least two hours, uh, two From days our beforehand. perspective, we provide title insurance uh, services mm. and escrow services, and we can't provide any attorney or legal advice. You can't right. do any legal advice. Yeah, no. I, um, I was buying a, a, a probate property from a family a couple few years ago, and um, there's a well-known attorney in Hamtramck that all these folks use. I've dealt mm. with them multiple times now. Uh-huh. He kind of taught me what an attorney package was, and he's like, hey, listen, 
I just it, I'm cash all the time. Sure. He's like, I just want to look at this certain stuff. His name's Nick Frunchak. I don't know if you if it I know I, I know okay. Nick. Yeah. So um, not a deal killer. He just no. said, I've got to do my job. I got to yeah. make sure you're reputable. I want to make sure who the title company is. Of course, I use you know well-known title. So companies. he killed the deal once. He said you're reputable, right? That, it was tough. <laughs> right? I had to assign it to another investor. That'll be three hundred fifty bucks. He was uh, he was easy to work with, but he he pretty much taught me what they wanted. Now I know. And on cash again, it's really yeah, simple. It's almost is... the same package that I'm going to send the title company anyways, or yeah. the final package that they're going to want to see. Exactly. But just good to know. So getting back to the uh, the first sale by owner package, yeah. you know, basically there's so many moving parts in a real estate transaction. You know, there's the marketing of the property, there's the uh, legal aspects, there's the paperwork involved. Um, there's, and within the marketing aspects, you end up getting probably 10 different items that you have to go through uh, to make sure the house is marketable, right, sure. Dylan? So, um, so we just kind of give it an overview of all the different aspects of the transaction it, itself. And we basically advise a client that, hey, there's a lot of moving parts. With some of these sections, you want to get the, you may want to get professional help. And you want to get moving now. You know, look at a, a payoff, for example. Back 10 years ago, you've been in finance. You know, mm -hmm. I was for a short yeah. period of time. David still is. You send an authorization release. You call a mortgage company like, yeah, I'll fax you payoff, no big deal. In the go-go days, now it's like, wait a minute, who are you? Who is this? And I'm, Absolutely. I've waited five days for a payoff, and I've had people screaming at the title company at, you know, the owners of title, title companies. Title yelling. companies are the ones who usually get the payout. Sometimes, yeah. not um, when not when you got to close in two days. No, and, no, and no, no. Tim goes, "Here's right. what I need, buddy." Okay, you know, and again yeah. with 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 for sale by owners, mm -hmm. that's something that, yeah. that they need to know. But you guys provide that in the package. Yeah, and we yeah. kind of again we help them along through the whole process, especially when it comes to to those aspects aspects because there is no lender involved. So I doing and the with dirty my work. background, right? I kind of step into that role. That, yeah, that, that elevates you to a, yeah. you know, to a different level with your title company. So it's my understanding we got to go to break. All right. And, but before, you know, when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, landlording and stuff, uh, dealing with title and landlords. So this cool. is uh, Dave Sobel, Dylan Tanaka, Tim Perkins, and New Radio Media will be right back to pay some bills. And millions of ducks. You guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service. 
and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. Do you want to see things like this? Did you just say you died? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, technically. Or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We need to have a talk. <laughs> I take my axe and I smash it. No! <laughs> and check out Podquesters, the show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous traits. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Oh. Anyways, Podquesters, Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. All right, folks, we are back. New Radio Media Real Estate Realities. This is Dylan Tanaka. I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, uh, David Sobel, the genius. He took an emergency client call because that's what he does. And, of course, our um, our other co-host who's not here at this time, Emil Israeloff. Emil, the real deal. He is with Lake Michigan Credit Union. They are the biggest lender for new construction homes in the state of Michigan. So if anybody is buying new construction or wants to buy new construction and does not yet have a lender lined up, at least give Emil a call uh, at myloanofficer.com or let your fingers do the walking because um, that's what he specializes in. So anyway, wanted to get that out before Tim and I start getting crazy talking about um, different reasons why title companies are so important to uh, to investors and, and different homeowners. And I think we were going to touch a little bit more on the 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 Fizbos. It's it's so prevalent out there right now because of Zillow and Redfin and these other companies. And um, homeowners are able to essentially cut realtors out of the mix, um, which that's a whole whole another uh, program talking about Zillow. But um, again, if that it is, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a homeowner right now and and you're selling direct to another homebuyer then they can go right to a, a title company or a, you know someone like Tim who works at a, a big title agency. You know, to be honest, I was thinking about the, the number of FISBOs that I've done in the past, and I would say a majority of the transactions that come to me as FISBOs are ones where the people know each other. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a program where we go out and talk to people that are in the marketplace doing for sale by owners and ask them if they would like services of a title company to assist them. Um, but I find uh, the, the largest number of uh, transactions we do are people that know each other that right. do the for sale by owner transaction. <laughs> Sometimes those deals blow oh up worse. So, <laughs> yeah, what would you say they, that um, someone who's selling for sale by owner, Tim, should look out for the most or you know, a big pitfall? Well, I would say probably the biggest thing is to have the proper paperwork. Um, to start the transaction and basically you have to have an understanding of how to structure the transaction because if you're trying to do a specific type of thing within that transaction and if you don't do it properly if you don't write it up david right. you definitely have seen a number of these mm -hmm. um go it south can cause or problems uh, cost later money on. i yeah i think the paperwork is always you know that's the most important but i know that like 
I just know Tim. Like there are so many times Tim's running around helping the the homeowner gather the sure. appropriate documentation. You know, that's a biggie. Um, I mean, if they don't know that, uh, if there's a homeowners association, and you have to do certain things to make sure you have the deal structured right. right. Right, yeah. or a condo association. Condo association, they the don't fees. have the master deed, stuff like that. Exactly. They need, that's a biggie. Yeah, and, and they you, don't know that stuff. Yeah, they don't know where to get it. You're always telling them like how to how yeah. to obtain it. Call yeah. the call the association. Call the management company. And those, you know, by the way, uh, if you're how doing about how to get a condo letter, I still yeah. can't figure that out <laughs> after 50 condos. <laughs> Everybody's got different rules, right? And it cost me 250 bucks yeah. somehow. Well, I'm always the seller, but that's thing. exactly what I was going to, you know, bring up is that when people are doing fizzbos, they and they definitely don't know this, but they're doing the fizzbo. And usually they're doing it to cut costs. They're not doing it for fun because, quite frankly, if you're doing it for fun, <laughs> right. you need a new hobby. Right. But uh, oh. uh, then somebody's got to go get that condo letter or the master sure. deed, et cetera. And then they find out it's another 250 bucks. They go, and what? condo certs, <laughs> you don't get them in three days sometimes. No, I've gotten not. five is about yeah. when you pay the extra fee. So, you know, David talks about, I joke about realtors or, or agents, you know, not, not holding water sometimes I don't. as they should. No. And no, you, you know, you always say, you, you know, the realtors good have a very important job. Very. And there are a lot of um, agents out there who are willing to facilitate the, the deal, right. so to speak, maybe only for 1% or 1.5% yeah, yeah. instead of the whole six, which I understand. If you're selling a $300,000 home, you don't want to pay eighteen grand if your brother-in-law is going to buy it. Right. But who's going to do the paperwork? Or I always say, just go direct to an attorney. Right. You don't even have to deal with an agent. Deal with the attorney. Right. Deal with the title company. Deal with the, the lender. There's usually a lender. And you've got everything that you need. The first thing I do, honestly, is I, mean, I, I, I think this past week I've taken in four deals. Not all purchases, quiet title. I do a lot of quiet title. Mm-hmm. First thing I do. Pick up the phone and call a title company. Absolutely. I need I need an order. Right. We order is the this title. Thing even marketable. Right. Exactly. So Tip, typically it is, you know, in, in a normal transaction, but there's weird stuff that happens. Yeah, so, there's a lot of land contracts out sure. there. Uh, that, Fifty, sixty year old deeds. Discharged. You know, yeah. husband signed it, and he's passed, wife never really signed it, or they she signed it with the wrong middle initial and you guys clean that's no big deal for you guys, but somebody well, has to clean it up. I had a transaction where a lady, she was the first buyer of the property. She was represented by her title company. We represented the buyer's side, and the developer transferred the property to the builder, and they put the law, the wrong legal description on the second transfer. And so then when it came to us, we found out, and we said it needed to be fixed, and the seller title company, which was the same title company that did the first transaction, mm-hmm. they said, oh, we'll protect it and we'll cover it. And I said, well, I tell you what, that's okay. The property will be insured for my buyer. But what happens when he wants to sell the property? Right. He's got to fix that deed. Right. Yeah. And so I ended up, I, I looked up on LinkedIn who the attorney was uh-huh. who signed that deed because uh-huh. it was a builder mm-hmm. and a developer. And so I called him. He worked for a different company out of Texas. I said, hey, can you help me on this? I got a closing in two days. And so he ended up helping me get to the right person that could fix it right so i fix it just like Bam. that because right. you knew what to do you knew who to call exactly. they call that stop drop and roll right. i mean right. that's what you got to do that's yeah. real estate it is that's I, real estate. I had an agent um send me an email last year he's at the same brokerage as me which is odd and he's actually a, a friend and he said hey you somehow are on this uh, it was some house i sold a long time ago right. and there was some leftover weird lien or mortgage uh-huh. i don't know what it was yeah. he's like i need this thing signed right away and i'll send somebody to your office and he's like, please work with me on this. Right. What am I going to say? No. And I'm like, 
uh, tell me where to meet the people. They don't even have to come to my office. So yeah. we all work together, but he knew who to call. You know, mm-hmm. I knew what to do. It's it's really interesting because um, right now trending in the just in business in general is AI, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Sure. And they talk about how it's going to supplement or even supplant and replace the different players in the business, title, uh, attorneys, et cetera. But it's stuff like that, like having the relationship, knowing where to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did a quiet title action just recently. And in, in my you know, quiet title basically is we clear title. We, we take off clouds uh, on title that affect the marketability of the property, mm-hmm. and we do it through a court procedure. Well, my agreements will say, uh, with with a client, look, at, our job is to get you marketable title. If we have to go get a court order, then we'll go to court. Well, I prepped the whole lawsuit to quiet the title action, and three quarters of the way through, I'm going through one one of the deeds that was a clouded, mm-hmm. you know, was a problem. There were a couple items on there, but one of them, I looked and I saw the name of the drafter, and I went, "Oh my goodness, I can, I that's one I can just take right off my exactly. list." And it's just like your friend who called you. Sometimes it's just you knowing who to go to or language. In a, language always, it always takes a comma or a period to screw everything up. Mm-hmm. Right? And then if you look, and no, no disrespect to certain examiners, no. but an examiner might look at a document one way and say, well, no, we can't insure this title. And I'm looking, I'm like, wait a minute. Yes, you can. Let me show you why. And so you pick up the phone, you call the examiner, you call the underwriter, and you talk to them. Mm-hmm. I've had that with your, you oh, know, absolutely. Tim's uh, experience. We we've called, and mm-hmm. they look and they go, you know what? You're right. Guess what? I'm done with the suit. Yeah. I don't have to do anything anymore. I love that. Right. Yeah. It's they don't come often, but when they do, yeah. the clients love it. The last few years for me, it, it, it's come across quite a few times, and I was a little surprised that an attorney could look at something and see you know see the way through that a title company couldn't who said no you mm-hmm. can't buy this house buy really that could be a 5 to 50,000 dollar was i the attorney on there no it was <laughs> it was <laughs> D, it was bd before david uh, it, it's BD. probably about 5 years That's ago okay. but, but i'm just kidding I'm no kidding. he's he's just an attorney i i've worked mm-hmm. with for years and sure. he would look at things and say see this here yeah. see this here see this here mm-hmm. you know but but i will tell you by the same token that shows you uh, also the experience uh, and specialty of a uh, of an attorney like there'll sure. be attorneys who are I've had clients come from criminal attorneys or they'll go yeah. to a they'll go to a personal injury attorney thinking those attorneys can take care of the real estate deal okay. I, I definitely don't do any personal injury and I I really would never want somebody to rely on me for a criminal matter I just I, I always assume that they're innocent before guilty but you know in this day and age maybe they should all be guilty no I'm kidding but I don't like the criminal uh, procedure uh, that's not my thing. Right. No, so, again, it just goes to speak that, you know, when you get into real estate transactions, if you deal with somebody that's got the previous experience level that have had all these different experiences come across their desk, yeah. they know what to do that's and what, what to look out in. for. Tim, I brought this and it says, yeah. the only source of knowledge is experience. Yeah. Albert Einstein. Yeah. I totally agree. Every, every, um, no, a, no AI is going to make up for what you, right. Tim, or myself have in our, you That's know, right. in our experience. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the story with Dylan? I always like to bring it up. <laughs> Dylan, when he cut his teeth, being a landlord for the first time, mm-hmm. his tenants paid him in pennies. They would th- nickels. Sorry, nickels. they would throw nickels in bags down to him to pay the rent, and they would they would laugh watching him scramble to pick the nickels up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got to go to the wedgie program yeah. for that one, Dylan. All right, so. 
Anyway, so when we get back, are we going to go through some of these questions? This landlord, uh, this young yeah, landlord. Great idea. Yeah? Okay. We'll, we'll do that and uh, we'll sign off at this point just for a um, uh, commercial break. This is Dave Sobel, Dylan Tanaka, our guest, Tim Perkins, and uh, we'll be right back. As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. If radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. All right, folks, we are back. New Radio Media, Real Estate Realities, Dylan Tanaka, David Sobel, and Tim Perkins. And we had a um, a newer, newer investor you dealt with, right? Yeah, well, you had that RIA this yeah. past week. So um, if you want to tell people briefly what the sure. RIA is. Um, so for new uh, budding real estate investors, or if you're already a real estate investor, um, I founded a networking and education group, I guess you would call it, mm-hmm. way back in the uh, mid-2000s www.riaofmacomb.com. That's R-E-I-A-O-F, macomb.com. Just a bunch of guys and gals that get together. We talk about real estate investing. We typically have a keynote speaker. We do a workshop, and um, we meet the last Thursday of every month. We have been doing that for 11 years. So It's very educational. Yeah, we had a, we had a great event. Um, David was uh, – was I co-starred with David. It was and, an amazing um, event. <laughs> it, it was absolutely – so uh, we had uh, a young, uh, a young I don't know how young, but a young yeah. investor anyways, young yeah. to the business, uh-huh. send a bunch of questions, David, yeah. after the event. That, those that, people put me through my paces, yeah. I'll tell you. There were some oh, great yeah. questions. Great. It was a really, actually, I thought, very productive. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so I had this young man who couldn't really, you know, after the event, mm-hmm. he had more questions. And he sent me, this is page, by the way, this is 25 questions on one page, and he sent me five questions. So that, t- uh, five pages. So that sure. tells you, that's 100 questions. That's a lot. So, yeah. And it tells you awesome. people are looking for this information. Right. The first thing I would say is get a mentor. But, um, you know, I thought, well, I'll print this up and bring it in because they deal with the issues that we talk about every day. And, like, um, I think we just asked, you know, can I can I use the sample documents that a title company gives me? And you said, no. <laughs> Typically not, because right. if there, especially if it deals with any type of contracts or anything, you want to go to a specialist professional, which is your local attorney, David Sobel. Yeah, and so thanks for the plug. Yeah. Um, God forbid if if your head gets cut off, you don't go to a general practitioner to, no. to sew it back on, right? Yeah. You go to a no, I mean, a real estate attorney. Any good, any good real estate attorney exactly. can take care sure. of you. Somebody who does especially dabble. for folks who are getting, you know, just right. getting in the business. Right. And then uh, this was a good question. I I think this is something I don't know. It's definitely not legal, but it's from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. And he asked, you know, um, so should I should I let my tenants know uh, my personal mailing address, or should I substitute another address? What What do you think, Dylan? Uh, I think it's it's always good to have a, a PO box or an office. Um, Actually, I've known people who've used real estate offices, title companies, you know, who've, you know, longstanding relationships. But uh, unfortunately, in today's day and age, you don't have to let people know where you live. They can find out anyways through Google and many different sources. But um, starting when I started in my early 20s, I should have said that I was just an employee of a, of a management company. They would have thrown of, you quarters. Yeah, then. instead of I was the man. But um, right. there's different ways that you can approach that. And uh, a P.O. box for 10 or 12 bucks a month, you're silly not exactly. to have it. Right. And then, um, which is actually, to me, uh, the P.O. box is like the best thing ever. You use it for everything. Everything, you know, sure. You don't have to just use yeah. it for the landlord-tenant uh, relationship. Um, this was a really good question. Um, you know, do I have to put the money that I take for security deposit, do I have to put it in a bank or would a credit union be just as good? <laughs> I, this is probably off the cuff. I mean, both are financial institutions. We're, I mean, you, you separate, the law requires you to have a separate account. I always had a separate um, escrow account. Right. So, for your tenants. Yeah, now I don't hold any, any escrows. I would right. have a, a management company do that. Or, or a title uh, company. Or a title company. Mm-hmm. I never, ever, ever take a deposit. Mm-hmm. I buy and sell a lot of real estate. I have them write it to the title company, or when I make mm-hmm. when I make an earnest money deposit, when I'm making an yeah. offer, mm-hmm. it goes to the title company. I don't yeah. ever take escrow money ever. Right. Yeah. There's certain but, guidelines and rules and regulations involved with escrows. Well, with title companies, you actually have to have a transaction going on mm-hmm. uh, for your escrow sure. to be effective yeah. and insured. Correct. And insured. For us to take a uh, earnest money deposit, there's a form that we fill out and we have the customer sign. Right. Very simple. Yeah. This is this. You know, go ahead. I'm just going to say it makes sure. them feel good, also, because instead of again the McDonald's yeah. guy, I've had an office for a long time. I can't operate in a truck or at home, but when you meet somebody who's going to sell their house, and they and you can meet at a title company, it makes them feel good, and they're like, okay, there's people here, Absolutely. there's a building, I know where my money's going to set, or yeah. where this this guy's money's sitting, also. Yeah. And they no, all know we, you, and yeah. so then it's kind of like a credibility builder. You Big say, time. let's meet at the title company, and everybody goes, hey, Dylan. Right. So, You're working right. with a trustworthy right. guy. No, I I've seen people walk in and they're very tentative until all of a sudden, yeah. You again, like you guys are saying, that trust level, 
big yeah, time. Definitely goes And it's up. free. Yeah. We've, we've got to use you yeah. guys anyway, so we, we might as well utilize, you know, the what? services that you offer. I was just going to Free say, to us, I mean. Part of the service. Yeah. So yeah, don't you do stuff out of state too, Dylan? Sure. I mean, so out of state builder um, buyers and sellers want to know yes. that you're real and that there's a third party managing, they, not yep. managing, but holding yeah. the money. They can call a title company. I give them bankers' names. I give them attorneys' names. I right. give them previous sellers because in today's day and age, social proof. You want to talk about social proof. Yeah. Sobel has more Google reviews, legitimate Google reviews on his business <laughs> than any attorney. I'm running out of money. I, I see. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not easy to get Thank a review you. from somebody yeah. nowadays. And on Google, they have to put their name. Well, usually what I do ends up in happiness. Yeah. You know? You get a resolution. If it's a real estate transaction, they're happy. The if real you resolve their problem, they're happy. Right. You know, um, yeah, I mean, I can't, we don't have magic wands. I can't make everybody happy, but we're, we're happy to have the Google reviews. So, right. yeah, I have around, at risk of sounding mass, I have over 300 reviews. So, that's, that's, that works. That's strong. That's awesome. yeah, it's yeah. strong. So, let's get back to um, another question here. This was, um, this is a subordination clause, mm-hmm. and I know both of you guys see it a, a lot. We should tell our viewers and listeners what a subordination clause is. So uh, it says here, can I remove a subordination clause if my property is paid for in cash? I mean, you deal in cash all the time. Sure. You have cash in your truck, don't you? I would Absolutely. I can show you some. Yeah. Um, What's a I, subordination clause, Don? So basically what a subordination clause is, is if there is a, a debt on a property, a mortgage, that mortgage will allow you to subordinate it and and put another mortgage in front of it a lot of times or that's that's how I look at it as a mortgage as, as a mortgage guy um, so a second mortgage is a lot of times have subordination clauses if they're going to refinance the first with through a different company that's where it kind of started I think in my life anyway mm-hmm. and then the other way is if I have a private lender so somebody lends me a couple hundred thousand to buy a property they're happy with that return they're getting but I want to change the property that that's leaned on you can subordinate the property that was originally leaned on. You're going to have to do some documents, of course, but then the lender still gets their pay, and you've moved the loan from another one. Right. And um, if you, you know, when you're dealing in cash, there's no need to have a subordination clause. But the minute you get financing, if you're, the lender wants to know that, you know, if you already have a lease, if let's say you default, their interest goes in front of in front. In front of the tenant's interest. Mm-hmm. Now I've had actually lawsuits and involved probably another one coming up, where we have uh, somebody living in a property who uh, was living there, and you know the bank wants a subordination, but there was no subordination clause. So guess what? That bank is taking the property subject to this life estate. So it's not just a regular tenant who has like a year lease; mm-hmm. it's a life estate. They'll have a. Um, they have the right to live in that property for their life or sometimes measured with another Someone life. Someone else's so, life, yeah. yeah. And that document, and so those are rare, actually. That document had to get recorded uh, yeah, as a public record, it, right? By the way, that's an excellent point. Actually, yeah. a very good point. And, and one of the most important things that a title company does, obviously, it's, it's always reviewing the public records, uh, the yeah. real estate records, to make sure things are sure. registered because that's what's only valid in the right. state. But uh, subordination or an internment clause, usually those are in commercial real estate deals, mm-hmm. have to be recorded. Yeah. And if they're not, they don't put anybody on notice. So In residential, they have so, to be recorded also? Re- yeah, they do. But very rarely do you have a re- – like the subordination clause in a residential lease is very – I mean, it's not as common. Okay. Uh, cash, like what you deal with, definitely is not necessary. Right. Uh, but in standard forms, uh, like standard mortgages, they'll have that right in there. Oh, sure. You know, so – but you're right. Uh, recording the recording the conveyance documents, whether it be a mortgage or a deed, or you know, just even a purchase agreement. People file. Do you yeah. do a, do you file a lot of 
um, claim, of claim of interest for purchase agreements, or do you run up? You see those quite often no. now. No, you don't really see them. No. Well, a lot of a lot of real estate investors like Tim deals might. in the in the clean part of the business. Yeah. <laughs> the examiners in West my office might, but uh, yeah, I'm more on the front end. Yeah. With 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 the market being really great the last few years, there's been a lot of new investors in the market, and mm-hmm. um, maybe not unscrupulous, just partially ignorant. Same thing with home sellers. Home sellers have no clue. They think they can accept an offer from David yesterday, an offer yeah. from you today, and an offer from me yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good investors, I think, usually file a claim of interest, mm-hmm. and it costs a lot of money. To some people, it's thirty dollars. It's the greatest insurance you can have. Right. Mm-hmm. I would never ever have an open purchase agreement without a claim of interest on it right. because yeah. you can't you spent a lot of I spent a lot of time and money to put right. those properties under contract. I'm not gonna get it stolen or let somebody walk away from it without something. They're definitely more popular over the past ten years yeah. where, mm-hmm. you know, real estate deals are you know, people are house flipping, et cetera. Sure. You have to have actually um, not every county they're they're more used to it now, but uh, initially counties were very reluctant to file right. them. But you actually have to have a legitimate legal or equitable interest in a property to file a claim sure. of interest. So I'll uh, give you a great example. Um, i got to boogie out of here. I apologize. No but, problem. Uh, I had a client who lives in Iowa who uh, sold a home here. Uh, they had a beef with their uh, realtor, et cetera. Now the realtor is selling the property and making more money. So it was like a flip. He was mm. part of a flip. Okay. And he called me up. He goes, hey, I want to file this claim of interest. I'm like, you're done. You can't do anything. You've already, you know, you're out of the deal. Somebody's going to go sell the property for more. That's too bad. You know, mm-hmm. if you weren't disclosed, the only thing that you can do, you don't, uh, you know, you'd have to file a lawsuit, which yeah. is a legitimate reason to be able to file sure. a lien on the property. And a list pendants. A list pendants. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, he wanted to file because he was angry at the realtor who had, um, uh, you know, t- he felt taken advantage of him. But the thing is, is that his transaction's over. So now there's no equitable or legal interest for him to be able to file that lien. Now, he ignored my advice, sent in the money. It was to Macomb County. Macomb County rejected it, and they're like, show us how you have an interest. Sure. And he was pissed. And I'm, he's like, you know, I wrote this. I said, yeah, I saw your – they sent it to me. Yeah, he, like, yeah. put me as a copy. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't even write it right, but I told you it doesn't work. You That's know? what you need a title company for also or, right. a, you know, an attorney. I mean – Title companies will tell you if it's recordable. Yeah. It wasn't even recordable. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out. They, yeah. do, they do change their rules. Recently, the, the tri-county area, yeah. all three counties have changed the rules in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. for sure. And stuff gets rejected, and then you fix it. Look, at mm-hmm. even I've been doing this for 29 years. I get documents back from Wayne County. and you know I'll That be, doesn't surprise me. No, and it's, it's like a tug of war. They'll send right. it back. They'll tell you what's wrong with it you know, because things happen. And you're looking, and you're like, that's not right. You send it back. There's one lady, I, I swear to God, she looks for my name on stuff because everybody else will you know, accept it. This one lady sees my name, rejects it, so I always have to send somebody down there. We have to do it manually. Yep. She, I think she likes to see my, my bald forehead or something. Right. I, don't know. <laughs> so. I went back to Oakland County yeah. three times on yeah. one document one time. Wow, yeah, right? And finally they said, well, if you really want us to record it the way you say you want it, we'll do it. Uh-huh. And we ended up doing it. Uh-huh. It's like... Bad service. Kind of crazy. Bad yeah, service. But yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. So, guys, I'm going to boogie out. Hey, okay. uh, you'll finish up with have a great time. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Tim. Yes, sir. We'll see, see you, we'll David. See you Thank soon. you much. Have a great weekend. Sorry. David's off to save another client. So, uh, Tim and I get to get down to the real nitty gritty of uh, of title and FISBO and, and investment. But um, I think we, we've got a little bit of um, time left in this segment. And next segment, we'll touch on. Um, 
different uh, organizations that Tim and I are both involved in. Um, mm-hmm. Because really in business, I mean, that's what it's all about. As you, uh, I think as you grow older and, and get wiser, you see that every day that there's green grass under your feet, complaining about uh, a dock that we had to take three times to Oakland <laughs> County doesn't always matter. But um, it's all about service. And I mean, for, for the listeners today and, and the viewers, you guys can see that, that Tim's a service-oriented guy. And I think we have to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's to, if you want to be successful in business, and you just have to take care of your client, right? So um, mostly the real estate's a people business. Yeah, you're on the front Absolutely. line. Absolutely, you want to be on the front line. You don't yeah. want to be in behind the scenes, right? Yeah. You're. A, well, I love. You're being, a relationship guy. Love. Being, I meet new customers every day. Enjoy right. it, and typically I'll do anything I have to. I mean, sure. I deliver checks to their homes. Oh yeah. Um, if it doesn't get drafted at the closing, right? So. I want everybody to have a good experience. Yep, you do what so. it takes, and you guys are on. You guys are at the end of the transaction, so yeah. you know. Yeah. So, all right, folks. Well, this is New Radio Media Real Estate Realities, and uh, we will be back after this short commercial break. Hi, I'm Andy, and I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Pod Questers, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the dungeon master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com Fridays. Podcasters. See you there. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on NewRadioMedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream what you want to live.
All right, folks, we are back. New Radio Media Real Estate Realities. We're here for our final segment. Uh, I've been left alone, unfortunately, except I'm uh, in good company with Tim Perkins, our guest today. And for the final segment, Tim, what we like to do is talk a little bit about um, maybe some nonprofits or charity stuff or, or just, you know, personal fun stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm sure you're involved in some organizations. Let us know what you got going on. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much my whole entire life I've uh, kind of been involved since college with uh, mostly kids' organizations. Yeah, very cool. Um, I was big brother, big in Big Brothers, Big Sisters for about 10 years Okay, when I moved here. And... Um, then after that, got involved coaching some uh, baseball teams. Gotcha. And then uh, recently, my son started playing baseball, and I got involved with the local Rochester Hills Little League. Okay. And uh, it was a good organization, pretty big. They've got about 1,000 kids playing baseball that's every strong. summer. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh-huh. And um, so I got on the board. So I'm on the board cool. of uh, Rochester Hills Little League, nonprofit organization. Uh, we do uh, – uh, little league for the boys uh, baseball, and then we have uh, girls softball. Also, good. So yeah, we got to keep these kids off their butts and and playing baseball and oh, doing. Isn't that the truth? You know, I'm uh, I'm forty something nowadays, and uh, we'd put our mitt on our bike and go and play and fight and wrestle and get dirty, and <laughs> now it's all video games and you know we call them marshmallows. I've only got a three year old, so I don't even know yeah. what it's like to have older kids, but. Um, the world's changed, but I don't think it's changed as much as, as some of the people like to think it has. So it's good It's good to be out there and, uh, you know, spending time with these kids for yeah, sure. It is. I mean, the, it, in, you know, I've always said uh, the kids are our future. Absolutely. So we have to mold them as much as we can. Sure. Um, because they're going to be carrying on the legacy that we leave them and... They can't mold themselves. Our parents did it for us, and we all got yeah. spanked. And the the ones before them, who knows what happened, you know? And they turned out okay. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. We yeah. need more of that WW2 greatest generation. I truly believe in that. You yeah. know, most of the folks I hang out with my whole yeah. life have been 20, 30 years older than me. Yeah. So I'm a bit of an old soul. And um, before we run out of time, I, I do want to give a shout out to Winning Futures. That's the nonprofit I'm, in, uh, I'm involved mm-hmm. with. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them, but um, we do um, school based mentoring for the whole school year. I get three or four seniors. Oh, wow. And um, we teach them how to do job interviews and all that kind of cool oh, stuff. That, yeah, they don't always teach you, um, you know, in school. So if anybody's ever looking to get involved in an organization mentoring, um, not quite kids, but young adults, uh, you know, go to www.winningfutures.org. And before we uh, finish up, I want to make sure that everybody knows how to get in touch with you, Tim, and find you. Okay. Um uh, My phone number, 248-760-9406. That's my cell. I'm available 24-7, seven days a week. If I don't pick up, you can always text me. And my email is tim at peak, P-E-A-K, title, C-O, dot com. So, Very cool. Uh, and where, where are your guys' locations at or location? Well, we have a uh, satellite office in Macomb County over at um, Grant, uh, Garfield and 19 Mile. And our headquarters and main office is at 12 in Hagerty. Gotcha. It's a brand new office. We just opened nice. up in uh, August 1st, 4,000 square feet, two nice large uh, um, closing offices. And, uh, I mean, we're uh, a newer company, but we've got probably combined experience of probably, you know, 80 years uh, sure. title experience. 
So, and that's really the key. It's not really the the age of the company, but it's the experience level. Yeah, it's what's up here, and the service level of the people involved with the company. So, and and what a lot of um, newer investors may not understand, and even agents out there and, and mortgage people, if you guys need a conference room, uh, you know, you text or, or call a guy like Tim. Now you can't do it on the weekend at at midnight, but during the yeah. day. You can usually slide in, and, and that's how folks like him get to know people like us Absolutely. because we're all there for each other, and then vice versa. You know, I've had yeah. title closings in my office that have nothing to do with me, yeah. and I'll get somebody like Tim say, hey, listen, my office is in Madison Heights, beautiful yeah. Madison Heights, and say, hey, listen, we're, I got somebody on that side of town. Instead of a restaurant, you know, it's you know some, some people who can't hear so well or mm-hmm. don't want to be in this hustle and bustle. Can we use your office? So we always extend those courtesies mm-hmm. to each other, and... You know, real estate, uh, whether it's investing or just conventional, you know, it's a it's a tight knit kind of close family, and Absolutely. really, I think that's that's how you build relationships and stay in business for thirty years. David's been in business thirty years. I'm coming up yeah. on twenty, um, so it's uh, it, it's important to have that sense of community. Yeah, and it really says the longer you're in business and the network that you keep and have, it really gives a testament of what you've done in sure. the past. So. Yeah, I learned from an old guy. He said, uh, "Thanks." He said, "Keep uh, keep contractors, whether they be physical working contractors or uh, service providers, you got to keep them close to your heart. Because when you find somebody good in business in this world, oh. especially someone you can get along with, absolutely, doesn't mean that it's um, they're they're not good in business. But sometimes you yeah. just don't mesh well. Yeah. So uh, you know, Sobel and I met five you know four or five years ago, and we've become you know pretty good buddies outside yeah. of real estate and. The, uh, the connections he has and I have, you know, we all, again, get more interwoven. And um, we're just all there really just to, to provide value. And it makes it more fun. It does. It does when, uh, when you do business with people you like. Work, work can be hard without it. So you it can be. make it as, it as can easy be. as possible. Rather, rather be doing hard work than sitting around doing nothing. So, <laughs> Well, listen, everybody, we, uh, we appreciate you being on and listening and watching. Uh, this is Dylan Tanaka. I'm here with Tim Perkins with Peak Title and for David Sobel, the genius as he's known, and Emil, the real deal is rail off. We're going to sign off this week and say see you next week. Real Estate Realities, New Radio Media. Thank you very much, Dylan.